1: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 14th, episode 2724, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means
0: Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be
1: honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show.
0: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to mention a different show that I did here uh, recently, put it out a couple days ago. I did an episode of Stable Scoop with Kim Walness, who's been on our show many times, uh, I, a well-known eventer from... The Grey Ghost. Grey Ghost, that's uh, right.
1: What was it, Sylvester that yeah, she was in? that's right. Yeah.
0: And yeah, the movie, that's right. And she used to be Jennifer's coach years ago and used to come up and visit us all the time. Well, I did a very, very serious, unusual for me uh, episode of Stable Scoop on grief. Most of you probably don't know that Kim Wellness lost her daughter to a murder. She went to Virginia Tech, and there was a serial killer, and uh, her daughter was murdered as part of this whole serial killer thing. He killed several girls from Virginia Tech when they were there, and this was 30 years ago, and she wrote this very interesting uh, post on her Facebook page about how she's dealt with grief all of these years and come to terms with what's happened and has moved on. And I thought, well, that's a good conversation to have right now for, you know— We've lost some people in the last couple of weeks that we you know, that we were good friends with. And we've all lost people over the last year, uh, some of us from COVID and, and other things. So I thought it's a good time to do this topic. And, boy, the reaction, Jamie, we've gotten to this has been pretty incredible. And people people are really resonating with it. So if it can help you, if it can help a couple of people, it's not a tearjerker. You know, a lot of people said I they went in with Kleenex. And it's not that. It's really because Kim's in a good place. So it really is different than that. It really is how to overcome that and what she's done to overcome it. Uh, and hang around to the end when you hear the story of when she died and they brought her back and the bizarre circumstance that was around that one uh, and how she didn't want to come back. So hang around to the end for that. But uh, it's only about 40 minutes. Mm. It's on Stable Scoop. Uh, and it is well worth a listen to if if you're in a mind space to listen to it if you're not then maybe save it for a time when you need it or you're in a different mind place so just wanted to mention it because the it's been shared a ton of times and it's just kim's getting a really good response from it an important topic well on today's show we have dr janet greenfield davis of palm beach equine clinics going to talk about the certified equine rehabilitation and performance veterinarian certification And what that is and why you should look for it in your veterinarian. Plus the stupid things non-horse people say, thanks to our auditors. And we have some weird news and some Olympic news and all that good stuff. Uh, And Jamie has a lesson for us today, but I'm not sure it involves horses. We're going to find out. She wouldn't tell me. So we're going to get to that. (laughs) We have some birthdays. Happy birthdays to Linda Schwab and Michelle Fuentes. And Fuentes? Fuentes. Fuentes. Uh, they're both auditors of ours, and they have a birthday today or tomorrow. And we just wanted to wish them a happy birthday and thanks to all of our auditors for their support. Plus, I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but we got an amazing email from Karen De Palma. Uh, and I just wanted to thank her for the lovely email and congratulations on e- everything in it. Have you had a chance to read that yet?
1: I did. Oh my gosh, I want to be friends with her.
0: Well, you are, apparently because okay, apparently you're best friends with her. I'm going to try and get her on the show because her story is amazing and really says a lot about about our community and about what happens with this Horse Radio Network community. So, Karen, you you made our days. I just wanted to tell you that. It was it was very much appreciated. And I know Jamie likes getting emails too. Where can they email you?
1: Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. I want to meet all of our non-auditor listeners because I feel like I know a lot of them. And if I don't know you and you're an auditor, send me an email as well. And uh, we'll get a little more into how to send me emails with your weird news in them a little bit later. Well, my daily winning, it's a little bizarre, Glenn. I'm not going to lie. Is that lie. unusual? <laughs> My daily, but not that she's bizarre. But yeah, you know, Shannon Kwashi uh, is one of our auditors, and you know, a while ago I was selling uh, or uh, I had some requests for kicking rings or pawing rings, and so my farrier made some and I posted them online. I was like, hey, first Ford, that want them, get them. And Shannon uh, said I want them, so I got all the people's names, addresses. That's a lot of organizational work for me, by the way. To like. <laughs> get to the post office with all the addresses and the right, whatever. Anyway, I got these things in the box and I sent them out to Shannon and I got a message from Shannon the other day, this weekend and she or Monday. And she's like, Hey, I have a question. Um, let's see here. Let me read your exact message. I got the package in the mail this weekend, and I was all excited for the kicking rings. The box was a little lighter than I expected, but whatever. I opened it up, and I found this. I'm a little confused. And there's a photo of the box with my handwriting, with her address, (laughs) my return address. And then there's a photo of what was in the box. And what was in the box, that she pulled out of the box, was the Bible. Really? Somebody. Opened the package, took the kicking rings out of the package, put a holy Bible in the package, and then resealed it with tape from a post office. No. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, I'm 100% serious. Did you send that or did someone hijack your package? I was like, I don't put a Bible in your package (laughs)
0: So She's let like, me get this second. right. Let me think about this in logical terms. Okay. Uh, so somebody gets the box, they open it up, they find two pieces of me- or a piece of metal that they have no idea what to do with.
1: Yeah, no uh, idea. They're like metal rings.
0: They stole
1: those,
0: put a Bible in which one of the Ten Commandments says "Do not steal,"
1: <laughs> sealed it up,
0: and sent it out.
1: And continue- It continued on its way. And it's sealed with post office tape. So someone in the post office.
0: Well, did they could this. have gotten it, saw it was open, and then they will retape a package. Uh,
1: well, somebody is responsible <laughs> for and and you know they get those things out, they're like they hear the clanking and they're like, maybe oh, they it must should be read gold. the Bible. <laughs> it must be gold. And then they pull it out. So bless her heart, she says, For a second, I thought maybe you were trying to send me a message. <laughs> Anybody else it gets a bible instead of the kicking rings, can you please let me know um because we'll see and, and the kicking rings cost 50 bucks which by the way shipping has gone up so now it's almost $10 to ship but she paid $7 for shipping and $50 and when you go back to the post office all of things are insured for minimum $50 Yep, that's right. So I told her to take that package back to the post office and get your money back i'm assuming she has to do that not me right
0: oh yeah. no i think if you paid it it's, it's going back to you to have to do it
1: no no <laughs> i don't have the package i don't have the package rece- i don't have you the don't want to do it. it and i don't want to do that no shannon so seriously like make that go to the post office and see what if i need to do something let me know i will totally do what i need Okay, to that bizarre.
0: is bizar- you're right that's bizarre that's...
1: It's weird, right? Oh. <laughs> that's bizarre. So that's a weird daily Winnie. Yeah, I mean, again, there's one. photos. When you were looking for a photo for the, um y- you said I'm going to use this photo of Miles and Stanley for the show notes. I-, I was like, I was thinking, I got a better photo, <laughs> but it will make any sense.
0: No, I don't, we'll <laughs> I don't think we'll that. Holy Bible, not we post
1: that one. <laughs> it's not the, not the audience we're going for. Okay, now the next thing I have for you, Glenn. Yes. Uh, and all of our listeners is uh, and I know you and I've talked about this before but like how to prepare yourself for going viral okay and the good and so, bad that
0: comes with that
1: yeah uh there's definitely good and bad okay. and and, and uh, so so over the weekend I videoed the yearling Philly I have in training her name is North and Her owners, I can't ride her yet because she's a yearling. And so her owners wanted to do like all the things. She was a monster and now she's a sweetheart. So I'm like, you know what? I'll teach her how to clip. How I teach horses to clip is I have a stick with an electric toothbrush on the end. Uh, We talked about this this on Monday. Yeah. 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 And remember, if you steal from me, you're stealing twice because I already stole it from Monty Roberts. Actually, I paid for it. So I paid damn good money to learn all this stuff from Monty Roberts. So I post this video of me standing in the stall with the electric toothbrush on a stick and I'm rubbing all over. Now, mind you, I start with just the stick at the withers and go away, approaching, retreating until finally the, the culmination was B with this toothbrush on a stick and I rub this filly all over the place. Then after that, they also wanted her to learn to move off of pressure. So I took her outside and this is in the afternoon. It was very, very hot, but I'm sensible. I'm not going to wear flip-flops around horses. So I've like some mid-calf boots, right? But the problem with the mid-calf boots is it's really hot outside and there's a lot of mosquitoes and I didn't want to wear pants. So I put on a pair of Chad socks that I pulled practically up to my kneecaps. So, Picture this: short shorts, an old ratty T-shirt, knee socks, and mid-calf boots. And I'm like, after the, the I, I joined that video of her, you know, with the the toothbrush on a stick. And I took her outside, and I was showing him how to move her off pressure. Put your hand here and get her to move away, and all these things. So. My lesson in going viral, Glenn, I know you said to brand your videos. It doesn't matter about that. What you need to do is not look like a homeless person. <laughs> when you <laughs> post a video on Facebook and freaking Monty Roberts shares it. And now there's 18,000 views and like a billion shares of me looking homeless.
0: <laughs> Let
1: me in a video. I need
0: to find this video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's at the end. Hopefully nobody got that far. Okay, but it's it's. I'm standing there in a stall. It's just me holding the camera, toothbrush on a stick, and I go inside. I set the phone down, and I'm walking around pushing this filly around, looking.
0: What is that shirt?
1: I don't even know what it's. It's
0: some kind of animal, weird animal with a red sweater.
1: Oh, that's my platypus. Okay. Okay. It's a platypus wearing... Pad. I have to
0: be honest, I have video. seen you look more homeless than this. No,
1: no, 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 that's not the video with oh. the platypus shirt on. Oh, okay. It's the one with her standing in the stall, and I've, it's just her at the beginning. Oh,
0: gotcha. Okay, now I'm, I'm at the right one now. Let me go to this
1: one. Okay, okay it's at the end.
0: Let me, I'll bad. tell you how terrible you look. Uh,
1: what is with the white socks above the
0: boots? There's mosquitoes, Glenn! <laughs> You look like you're wearing those things the horses wear.
1: I look like I'm a diabetic who's got to, like, keep the blood flow. <laughs> <I don't laughs> you, do, <like> my... <laughs> you
0: do. It does look like diabetic socks. <laughs> okay, this is a bad look. <laughs> right? I'm not even – usually I argue with you and tell you you look fine, but you kind of look weird no. in this one. You're wearing all I black like... and then these white socks
1: sticking up to you oh, the, yeah.
0: above your knees. <laughs>
1: and that is what my husband gets all the time. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, you bring those sexy, sexy, don't you? It's the barn. <laughs> so, my lesson on going viral is you never know who's watching. Please don't dress like a homeless person.
0: <laughs> like, now, did I you get any comments on your look?
1: No comments on the look, okay, but good, 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 good. the amount of negative comments from Brand I I Debbie Laux, if you are listening, stop sharing my videos. <laughs> she live streams stuff when I we know were they in, have
0: like a half a million people on her Facebook page.
1: Yeah, there's a half a million people that realize I'm not as good as Monty Roberts. <laughs> and I I know that. I'm aware that I am not as good. I got certified when I was 40 years old, and he's been doing this since he was three, and he's eighty-six do the math okay i am not as good. i love as how problems. you
0: like you you started defending yourself on some of these comments for a while and then gave up <laughs> no, I quit. The there were some good is- comments i like watching her thank you try feeding that's her the, a little more
1: <laughs> see that's the thing is i started getting all these, these people like little oh thin. my god it's a
0: baby she's
1: so skinny and i'm like i responded as like well it is a yearling thoroughbred she looks very appropriate for oh, her age and breed. this
0: guy called you <gasps> out. weird seeing the word teach when his books and videos say we want the horses to learn well you do have to teach if you want somebody to learn they go together he-
1: I'm sorry, but does random stranger know more about Money Roberts quotes or does uh, do I? <laughs> A
0: certified I, instructor.
1: <laughs> he does not say we do not use the word teach. Okay, <laughs> yes, you want the horse to pull the information into their brain. How do I do that? By teaching them! God, I hate people. Debbie Laux, stop freaking sharing my videos on my I'm gonna make my page non-shareable, <laughs> but I want people to see these horses that are But then there are some
0: good ones horses. like this is genius. Um, I like the fact that he's not tired. What does that mean? Uh, wonderful, great, good idea. So there's some good comments.
1: There are some good comments, and again, people, I did not invent this. <laughs> so there's a whole like there's a whole lot more like I. What I don't <laughs> want is people just walking. I just filmed
0: this for you. So long. Better never. Okay, people have been encouraging you to go on YouTube. No, no, no. I, your ego and your your emotional. Fortitude cannot handle YouTube.
1: Glenn, here's what I I can handle: people picking on me because I understand that Monty Roberts is better than me. I'm I'm very clear. It's very clear to me that that he is better. I'm fine with that. But what I can't take is people saying things about the horse.
0: Yeah, well, which and, yeah, that doesn't in, belong to. That, me. that implies that you're neglect. You you know you're you're a bad mommy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, um. like to me, like if you see a fat yearling thoroughbred, it has. Well, not problems. only that. You just got
0: this horse. You wouldn't have had time to fatten it up. But they don't know that, and they re- they just want to attack.
1: But you so. can't fatten up a, a thoroughbred no, yearling. No, you can't. You just can't, <laughs> no. and you don't want rib coverage because when Zara was a yearling, I was concerned about how thin she was. My I was like she's better off thin than she is fat because of all the OCD. By the way, that goes, goes for
0: greyhounds too. If you don't see their ribs, they're too fat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a breed thing and yeah. it's just, it's a thing. Like, sorry, but I, that is what irritated me. That and the fact that I'm wearing knee-high <laughs> compression socks.
0: <laughs> you could start a whole new look in the horse world. Maybe you're a leader.
1: I No, wait a minute.
0: That'd I be have... like teaching and you're not allowed to do that.
1: I'm not so, allowed to teach. No. I'm only allowed to push the information into the students.
0: <laughs> wait, I don't know. On. If people learn, I'm they have to down. be taught, right? At some point, you're being taught to learn something. I don't care how, it's what form the teaching comes in that matters, I think.
1: So if I'm going to post, so basically the post <laughs> said something, I'm like, I'm teaching North all the things. Here's today's lesson, you know? And, and the person was like, weird seeing you say the word teach when Monty doesn't use that word, teach, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so do, now do I have no. to post no. on you each don't, thing? you don't. Re- helping no. North
0: not No, you, you cannot do things. that. It will take you all day and it'll be a waste of time because people aren't listening. They aren't listening. It
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And this guy will never come back. And to my don't date. ever
0: go to YouTube because they will rip you to shreds, and you're, you're you'll be just c- crying in a puddle in the corner. So. I can't
1: do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but the fact that you know what I could take is somebody make fun of my outfit. Like that would be awesome. How come nobody has made? A I
2: comment did about the socks. Did you just first write thing it down?
0: No, but I should. It's the first yes. thing I noticed. Because <laughs> I looked at the horse and went, "Oh, it's a horse." But I looked that at you. Shows
1: when... <laughs> you that. Out of like 18,000 views, I don't think anybody actually got to the end of the video.
0: Oh, that could be too. Yeah, they always watch for two minutes and that's, yeah.
1: It's only two minutes long. So they're watching it like (laughs) scroll by, you know. So no, even if I did do a full lesson on how to teach this, which is already on the university, by the way. Even if I did do a full lesson on how to teach, nobody's going to watch it. (laughs) Because the first thing's gonna happen is me walking up to a horse and touching it with a freaking stick. Okay, Debbie, no stop sharing
0: to this that. or we're gonna have this every day on the show. So stop sharing yes. our
1: video. Stop it. You know what Message somebody t- <laughs> to Debbie Laux.
0: i got to try and move on now. Deep breath. You know what? Somebody did post in the post. auditor room that I thought was great. They And we haven't done this in a while, but they posted, what's the stupidest thing a horsey or non-horsey person has ever said to you about your horses? And there awesome. were some great comments in here. <laughs> some ones that are very common, and there were some funny ones, too. Laurie said, from my dad, who really isn't a cruel jackass, despite this statement, what you've got to understand, sis, is horses don't feel pain like we do. My vet got a big laugh out of that. Some people believe that. It's oh crazy. I know. It's scary. Rebecca said, he was the Ar- Arab color, is what my husband said, standing in front of four Arabs who were bay, chestnut, gray, and roan. So, what <laughs> color would that be? <laughs> Sounds like something I would have said in the early days. Sharon said, after I broke my jaw when I got bucked off my heart horse, I foolishly fell underneath him and got kicked or got hit in the chin by his hind hoof. Ugh better.
1: I don't I don't think I think that a broken jaw would probably be the most painful thing in the entire universe. Oh, that's carry on. Hurt. I can't even think about it. A R-
0: friend suggested I should put him down for being a bad horse. Can you believe it? This horse was a darling.
1: She fell and like shoot the horse.
0: I might have said that a- Time or two about some of Jennifer's horses, though, to be honest. Oh,
1: oh, I, I got kicked by my horse when I was little because I couldn't get him in a trailer and I lost my temper and I hit him with a tree branch and he kicked me in the ribs. And I, the next thing I remember is like waking up on the ground. My horse is grazing right next to me and my dad has come outside with a shotgun. <laughs> no, I know.
0: I, Daddy, I have, a, please, I have Daddy, had that feeling. <laughs> Aaron please, said, Erin said she was told, Why is your horse wearing a blindfold? That's the most common one. You know, the fly mask one. We've all gotten that one. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Can they see through those things? No. No, no. 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 I just like to mess with them. We'd
0: like to blind them so they don't see the flies. Um, Tessa said, can my daughter ride your horse whilst I'm riding past a complete stranger?
1: Wow, that's bold. <laughs> now,
0: we've all had the ones where, can my kids come over and ride your horses? You know, somebody at work or whatever, a friend. No. This is another common one uh, Lisa said that, that uh, she got, that everybody gets this for some reason. Lessons, you need a trainer. Haven't you been riding horses for a few year- years now? Why do you still need a trainer?
1: Yes, that is for sure. I'm like, I don't know. Do Olympians still take lessons? Yes, they do. Like, <laughs> is there a coach for those little girls in the gymnastics world? Yes, there is. Okay? It doesn't matter how good you are. You still need a coach.
0: And there is one I thought when I first met Jennifer, okay? And uh, no judgment here. Send your judgments to Jennifer at Horse. I'm totally going to judge you. Rachel said, oh, wow. I thought ponies grew up to be horses.
1: <gasps> you did not I think did ponies think that. turned into horses. Well, I, how I would I
0: know I, otherwise?
1: I don't know. There's small dog breeds and big dog breeds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought ponies were ponies and then they turned into horses. What did I know?
1: Oh, my God. Yes, this is my Jack Russell. He'll eventually be a St. Bernard. Yes, what? probably kind will.
0: <laughs> <Some> ridiculous! <point. laughs>
1: I did have somebody. I, I talked about this on the show. I had done a trace clip, which is like I went from the point of the shoulder all the way down to like the flank and then shaved the belly. So it was like this cool, like kind of like zigzag line, like a diagonal line down the horse. And I had all the horses clipped like that. And it's right before we were moving out of Arizona. And these people were there to paint the house. And this one guy looks at me and goes, I'm sorry, ma'am what the hell kind of horses are these? I've never seen anything with this kind of color. I was like, <laughs> that they're clipped. <laughs> like, oh my God, I thought you had something special out here, you know? And then I also, yeah, this happened to me yesterday. And I noticed it because somebody posted something very similar is I was at kickboxing yesterday and Lucas does karate. And then I go do kickboxing after. But, man, Chad's been gone. I've been doing all the things. I've been by myself for days and, like, mucking stalls and working six horses. So the uh, karate, the kickboxing instructor comes up to me. He's like, what? You're not taking class today? And I was like, dude, I rode six horses this morning. I am done for the day. And he was like, Psh! you didn't do anything. You just rode them. They did all the work.
0: <laughs> did you kickbox them in the face?
1: I kickboxed them right in the mads. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our title sponsor today, as it is every Wednesday, is Stateline Tech. Jamie, head on over to StatelineTech.com right now and you're going to find they have their barn bargain basement items for sale. I don't know... basements and barns go together. But anyway, they have their barn bargains over there right now. Over a thousand items at blowout prices, trying to clear out the warehouse. Head on over there. There are pages and pages and pages of stuff. Everything from fly traps to sheets to helmets to halters to fly masks. Some of those are on sale as well. And the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, I'm telling you, there are ten pages with 48 things on every page. So there are thousands of items on over there. They have a warehouse clearance going on right now on some rope halters and if you like the color pink, you can get those for $7. Um, they also have saddle covers, saddle blankets, and especially they have a bunch of western saddle blankets on sale. I know that the uh, they have some Mayatex uh, saddle blankets marked down from 150 to $84, but these are all limited quantities, limited sizes, so you're going to want to get on over there today to check out what is available available at statelinetac.com. You're going to see the big banner at the top of the page.
1: It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report, when our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap lined equine products. I would like to welcome to the show Dr. Janet Greenfield-Davis from Palm Beach Equine Clinic. Now, she's been around the world a little bit growing up in California and then went on to complete vet school at the University of Glasgow, and then she became a member in the UK of the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. So you've kind of been there, done that, and you're also uh, involved with the Chi Institute. Good morning, Dr. Davis.
2: Good morning,
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We have a uh, dear friend and and a host of one of the, our shows that is at the Chi Institute, Dr. Wendy Ying. So uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're huge fans. So tell us, uh, we're gonna what we're gonna talk to you about today is the Certified Equine Rehabilitation and Performance Veterinarian, CERPV, yes. because you have a lot of
2: letters after your name. So yeah. <laughs> So, tell okay, us a little a, bit. A um, so, really what that is, it was it's a certification. It's a six-month program, um, which I did through Chi University. Sorry, it's not Chi Institute anymore. They are now Chi University. Okay. Um, and uh, it is, um, yeah, it's a certification in a kind of a, a performance medicine and rehabilitation. And what we try to do with it is to notice, I guess, deficiencies in the horse's gait or in a stance early on to try to prevent disease and use certain modalities um, and maybe, you know, stretches, um, uh, you know, laser therapy, uh, different movement exercises on the ground, on horseback um, to try to alleviate those deficiencies, you know, rebalance the horse and have them perform to their, the greatest standard that they can.
1: So with all of these certifications that you have and the fact that you can probably see a lame horse from two miles away, is there ever a horse that you see in a video or in a pasture trotting by where you're like, wow, that one is 100%
2: sound? Oh yeah. there's. I think that there's, there's horses out there that just, they look fabulous and they are, you know, well conditioned and, um, you know, they look they look fantastic trotting out and you're like, I don't have any complaints. Just keep doing wow. what you're doing. <laughs> That's amazing. Because yeah, so, I know. So, go ahead. It doesn't I would say I know I, I think everybody feels something with their horse that they'd like to fix or change. But a lot of times, you know, they especially for maybe the job they're doing, they might they might just be perfect.
0: <laughs> how do you well, how do you spot it? You said you spot things before before everybody else does. In other words, you're you're looking for things that might be a problem later. How are you doing right. that?
2: I mean I'm not I'm not a magician <laughs> but but I I'm not saying I, I I maybe would spot them any any better than any other veterinarian would, but I'm maybe looking at it in a slightly different manner. And I think that's what that the course at Chi University did help me understand. Um looking for asymmetry in the hooves or the, when they're walking one, one leg shorter than the other, which I think, uh, you know, most veterinarians would see, um, as well as, you know, maybe sticking out one hip. Um, one of the most common things that I find, um, is maybe when a horse has a hoof that's slightly bigger than the other. And it'll help me to understand that horse is probably offloading onto that, foot. it's usually a front foot um, more so than the other. And I'll commonly ask the rider, you know, is this, this horse maybe, you know, like he looks a little left sided, his left chest is a little bit bigger. He's carrying his right hip a little forward. You know, um, does he, when you're tracking to the left, does he fall in when you're tracking to the right, does he bulge out? And they'll say, Oh my gosh, yes, that is my horse. I say, okay, good. We can correct. We can try to correct that. So it's an easier ride for you and he's more balanced in his, um, in his center of gravity and, you know, he'll, he'll, be more agile and perform better.
1: Okay, because I have that horse.
2: How do you fix that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a long drive to Oklahoma for Dr. So, Janet. <laughs> yeah,
2: so typically, well, typically I'll I'll um I'll prescribe a set of of just exercises for you to do while you're tacking up. Uh, I'll use the. I really like the the saravan balance pads. Um, and, and they do make equine balance pads as well. And I, I feel bad I can't plug them because I can't remember the name of the actual product. <laughs> they do make one specifically for equines. Um, but I'll use them and we'll maybe put up the pad underneath the left foot to help them remember that they can stand with their weight on that right foot. I think the most important thing is to make sure, of course, that there isn't some sort of lameness going on in that right side. Um, that they're offloading onto the left or in the back end, you know, get a performance evaluation with your veterinarian. Just make sure that everything, you know, if they look sound, though, and everything flexes normally, we would just work on rebalancing and trying to make your horse realize that he can use that right side again without fear, you know, if maybe he was offloading from a previous injury or or something on those lines. Is it called
1: the Surefoot Equine Stability Pads? Oh, yes,
2: those are them. Yep, those are them. And they have like a – it's like a full – Set of pads that you can get, but I typically start people off slowly, and I'll use the Theraband um, ones as well. But either either set are, are lovely. Yeah. Okay, well,
1: I mean, not that I'm Amazon shopping as we well, speak and they're a sponsor, sponsor of
0: ours <laughs> too. I might add, Surefoot. Oh, is a sponsor there you of ours. So, oh, yeah. is, there you go, perfect.
2: Yeah, they're they're a lovely they're a lovely product, and they, um, they like I said, they have like a gradual a gradual way for you to increase the difficulty of the pads as well. As, okay. your, um, as your, as your horse is conditioning, because
0: some of our right. uh, hosts use them uh, on their Grand Prix horses, and and absolutely love them. I mean, they, they just work, and it's a simple yeah. concept. And it seems like, well, how could they standing on a pad even do anything? But apparently, it does.
2: Yeah. It does, it does, and I'll use it a lot too for horses with weak hind ends, and we need to work on their ab muscles because it's like it's like us standing on a, a Bosu ball, you know, the one those big rounded balls we use for humans, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's making you use making them use their core and and use the, the local muscles around the joints to help stabilize the joints as well so you get a stronger horse and it's great for horses that are laid up to do these exercises um even you know small there's other a lot of other stretches and ones that more so need to be demonstrated than talked about but um to help the horses um just keep balance maybe while they're laid up as well um you know and keep keep their muscles toned, um, and as as well as, you know, theraplates and things like that that can be used to do that as well.
1: Now I've got to tell you, Dr. Davis, you sound a lot like my veterinarian and she's got all those, um, Letters after her name, too. Uh, and, and,
2: kooky as well, huh? Yeah. No. Well, here's,
1: here's what we've decided. Because listening to you, I feel like I'm listening to her. And she can walk up to my horse and say just, he bulges on the left. As he'll dive a little bit to the right. All those things that you just said. And then she will adjust him or do some acupuncture or some chiropractic. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's better. And, and what her technician and I have decided is that it's not that you're kooky. We've decided that you're a witch. And yes, I like
2: to tell people that all the time. <laughs> I tell them I'm just, it's
1: magic. It's not magic. ai am a witch, it's and not. it's black magic, but I'm using yeah. my power for good. So well, that, you, that, yeah.
0: that leads me to the next thing with the Qi Institute, where Dr. <laughs> Wendy teaches there, too. Um, and she's done Chinese medicine segments on our shows for years. What did you learn, you know, you went to the University of Glasgow, you were over there you, in England, you went to vet school, you did all of that. What did you feel was the top thing you gained from the Chi Institute that was the light bulb moment that went, wow, they don't teach this in vet school?
2: Well, keeping in mind, I did graduate 11 years ago, so the curriculum has changed some, and I think different veterinary schools maybe touch on different things. Like U of F, I think, touches on more acupuncture than other schools do because they're near Chi University. But um, I I don't know. I guess that's a really hard question, but I think for me, the reason I, I went there to, to Chi was to learn a different way to treat and a different way to look at things. And I think it, it gave me great perspective. I don't know that there was. Gosh, I think I lost the question somewhere well, along the line I, here. Well,
0: okay, here, but- so I'll, I'll go. I'll go here with it too. You know, one of the things I've seen. Jennifer actually has somebody from the Chi Institute that comes out and is doing a study involving her horse right now.
2: Oh, great, uh, Dr.
0: Pasteur. Um, and she comes out oh, once. Yes, a, we love her. Yeah, she comes out once a week, <laughs> and she's doing all of this alternative medicine stuff with Nigel, who really didn't have a problem. And that's what she's trying to. I don't understand it. I'm the horse husband. Well, I don't get it. Um, I do know it's not costing me anything. So that's, that's what I know. That's lovely. Yeah, exactly. But with it just gives you some additional arrows in your quiver, right? I mean, being able to do acupuncture yeah. and, er, yeah. and herbal medicine. Because I think one of the things we get into with even human doctors is if they can't give you a pill for it, they don't want to talk to you. Because they really don't, right. they don't want to talk to you about stretching. They don't want to talk to you about yoga. They don't want to talk to you about any of that stuff, uh, because they can't give you a pill for it. They need it to be uh, give you a pill in and out, then that, that kind of thing. Whereas I have found that that tr- Chinese medicine veterinarians tend to take more time with the horses too, and it could be a nature of the business. I don't know, but uh, then non-Chinese medicine vets.
2: I think that I think what she offers is that there's like I said, I think it's more, it's a different perspective and it's a different way. Like I think in veterinary school, you know, we learn about all the diseases and we learn a basic program for how long it takes tendons to heal and how long, you know, you need to keep them moving and you you keep, you walk them and you walk them for this amount of time and you increase gradually, you know, and this is to help the tendons, you know, remain um, flexible and all that. But I think what it provides is just, it's just more like what we're doing with this course is just, it provides a little bit more and it touches on principles. I think from human physical therapy that we can try to use and transfer to the horses. I mean, they're athletes. We, you know, they're, they deserve to have, you know, more than just, we get on and ride and when you're, when you're lame, we, stall rest and hand walk in that, like we can do more for them. And I think that um, we're starting into that as a veterinary community. I think we're starting to reach out and, and use more modalities. And, uh, and I think that's really great. Um, I don't know that it's, you know, that us spending more time or anything. I think, you know, it might de- depend on the veterinarian. It might pretend, you know, might.
0: On the practice, yeah. Every
2: doctor on the practice yeah. and every doctor is different, um, even in human medicine, but I think, it just allows, it allows just a, a little bit more in a different way to look at the, something that you know we we Chinese medicine's been around for thousands of, of years and and they don't teach it in veterinary school. You have to go out and seek it, you know, to learn. And, and I think and more and more veterinarians difficult.
0: are doing that, aren't they, Dr. Davis?
2: I think so. Yeah, I think the class sizes, I, I believe, even at university, are. are uh, uh, much bigger than they used to be. And, um, there's more classes and there's other programs too, like Ivis. And I, I believe there's one more that you can, um, to learn, um, acupuncture as well. But I know, um, it gives me, it gives me a little bit more to use. I'll use my acupuncture sometimes, even when I'm trying to diagnose a lameness, just doing a standard lameness exam. Um, I will use, if I have enough upper limb lameness, I will I'll place needles in this, in certain points to see if I can eliminate the pain and the horse moves sounder and, and better localized. Instead of, um, you know, the nerve blocking gets more difficult the higher up you go.
0: Jamie, is that why you use your vet? Because she has these extra skills?
1: I uh, like I said, I I feel like she's a witch because these extra <laughs> skills, she can she can see what is going on before she even puts a hand on a horse and now I know her well enough when she comes over and they start to lead it around. I'm like, okay, what's the diagnosis? Don't waste any time. Like, what is it? I don't, I don't need you to waste your time or mine. I know you already see it and you have to go through the motions. You don't have to do that here. Just what is it? And she'll be like, well, I think she's got EPM and then we do all the tests and sure the hell she's got EPM. You know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like well, She sounds amazing. Yeah. She is, but but she does all the things you do. So you guys, you know, I, I think there's such a, a an awesome thing about you and her. Her name is Dr. Julie White. Um, there's the education that you seek. Every time she comes over, she's telling me about a new article or a new study that she's read, and a new this that, and 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 you sound like the same. Where you're just constantly, just the thirst for information that you have, just to get all of those fancy letters behind your name. That, good well, for you. I, I don't know
2: that how fancy they are, you know, <laughs> but they're, um, you know, they're they're definitely very useful in my practice. And I think that I think the veterinary practice as a whole I think we're all very thirsty for knowledge and I know that no I I don't I don't agree with that I don't think all of you are no I haven't I mean I know there are many veterinarians at my practice that read a lot more articles than I do um I think I read maybe a few different articles you know with the acupuncture but I think it depends on you know what you're interested in and everything but I think or what you gravitate to. Dr. Davis, you are in Palm,
1: you are in Palm beach. I am in Oklahoma. The first veterinarian I had out here was Dr. Pole. Okay. So don't tell me that everybody is a thirst for knowledge when there's still veterinarians like Dr. Pole out there practicing. Okay. but I
2: don't think I'm, I don't think that acupunctures are the only ones. So that's that is all i think that All
0: right. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt this to go a, a different direction before we have to wrap. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> I always regret because it's always gross and it freaks me out. But what's okay. the weirdest thing you've ever come upon in your practice with a horse? Oh, God. How
2: weird is it? Or bizarrest do that to thing. I like, have to think. I have to think of bizarre things. Um...
0: Like we've had branches through bodies, you know, that kind of, we've had really bizarre things.
2: Gosh, the weird and wonderful, and I'm totally blanking on the weird and wonderful right now. Um, I know I've seen some odd things. Um, a lot of things are, are very repetitive in my practice. Yeah. Too. It's, you yeah. know, sore muscles and all that. You yeah. Know? So I can't come up with the weirdest thing Okay, right now. well, that's I really good, can't. I guess. My mind is a blank. All
0: right, well, that's good. That means I won't you be grossed so out this morning. So. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's no, Palm Beach Equine think. Clinic. <laughs> Dr. Janet Greenfield Davis, uh, we'll put a link to her also in yeah. our show notes. So if you're down that way and you'd like Dr. Davis to come they out.
1: Scored, they scored the big website. I mean, it's equineclinic.com. Yeah. Like, oh, they yeah. Were, you were pioneers in. in the yeah, world. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: We're pretty good. You can also, I do have a little um, Facebook page. Is Dr. Janet Veterinary Acupuncture, if anybody wants to look at that. It's, I put up cases every now and then that I have. Um, some of them weird, some of them very standard, but things that go on here in, in Palm Beach County.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you, Dr. Janet. Fantastic. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We, I was just looking All up right? your Facebook page right now, so I'm going to find you. <laughs> okay,
2: sounds good. Thank so, you guys so much for having you. me. bye.
0: One of these times we're going to have to have, uh, I guess when the study's done, we'll have to have Jennifer's uh, person from the Chi Institute that's studying Nigel. Come on and talk to her. Talk to us about what they're doing because I have no idea. All I know is it involves needles and chiropractic and all kinds of stuff.
1: Uh, stuff that that is just going to cost you money. That's all you that's, care about.
0: Well, well, at this point, it's a study, so we don't have to pay for it. So that's good. Ooh, so. see
1: that? Then that's all you care about. <laughs> that's all I cared about. I don't care about. what you do. I don't have to pay for it.
0: That's all I cared about. All right, let's hear from one of our other terrific shows on the Horse Radio Network, and then we're going to come back with some Olympic news and some weird news. Both of those coming right up.
1: Hi, I'm April.
0: And I am Laura, and we are the hosts of the Rain In Your Herd podcast,
2: where we help with building an online presence for your equine business. So this can include online marketing, social media, blogs, YouTube, online memberships, courses, Facebook ads, and websites.
0: We give you the tips you need to dive in on these subjects
1: and also interview other equine business owners who are doing it well. We have a lot of fun doing it. So we hope to see you over on Rain In Your Herd.
0: It is time for some Olympic news. We're getting so much closer to the started Olympics. I saw some pictures today of the Olympic team over in Aachen, all hanging out together. Dressage riders and eventers hanging out together. I didn't see one jumper in the group, though. I don't know where they are. Um, so let's talk about a couple things uh, relating to the Olympics. Is uh, I saw an article. That talked about which athletes that are participating this year, or which athletes have participated in the most Olympic Games ever over time. And one of those was a horse person. Uh, They took took a look at the top male and the top female, and Ian Miller from Canada was the top male who had competed in 10 Olympic Games over 40 years. And, of course, his famous horse, Big Ben um so he's in the canada sports hall of fame big ben's in the hall of fame he was ontario's uh, male athlete of the year in 1989 but can you imagine over 40 years you competed in 10 olympic games
1: i was just thinking he was only ontario's male athlete of the year once really ontario (laughs) get it together it's ian freaking miller
0: now his only medal was a silver in the team jumping and that came at Beijing in 2008. But other than that, he has not medaled at the Olympics, which was which is interesting. Now he's won a total of like, other You know, it's only but. because
1: he has not been male athlete of the year more than once. <laughs> you only get one medal. If you only give me one medal uh, or one athlete of the year, I'm only giving you one medal country.
0: Now, That's Jamie picks work. all the time. If you, Jamie, look at the Olympic news. And the female is actually a kayaker from West Germany. Say her name. You always give me trouble about saying that.
1: Kayaker Josepha Idem uh, Guarini. Actually it would be like Guarini. Look at you. That was
0: sounded I'm going with that. Whatever she said.
1: See what I told you, it doesn't matter what you say as long as you say it with conviction. <laughs> now she Just had, own it.
0: She had been to eight Olympic Games. She's the top female athlete. Josepha
1: Idem Guarini.
0: She was born in West Germany and competed at the Games in 1984. That was her first. She's won five Olympic medals in her career and and twenty-two world championships
1: I didn't know kayaking was even a thing
0: back in 1984
1: in the Olympics I thought that was from Germany with a Hispanic name I'm very confused
0: (laughs) so uh, also in the news the United States will send a total of 613 athletes to the Tokyo Olympics it's the second largest delegation ever for the Olympics you want to guess where the first largest delegation ever
1: was Um, Athens
0: no, Atlanta your Olympics. Yep. We sent 648 to Atlanta. Obviously, we're here, so it's easier. Uh, the youngest member of the squad this year is a 15-year-old swimmer named Katie Grimes, while Philip Dutton will be the oldest competing at the age of 57.
1: This- oh, my gosh. Did you see Boyd Martin posted a picture of... Um- of him and Philip Dutton and Stefan Peters at yes. dinner last night. I was <laughs> yes. like, I, I want to be at that table.
0: Yeah, you want to hear what they're talking about. And it's probably yeah. nothing to do with horses. <laughs> so nope. You'd probably be so disappointed. Uh, Dutton's taking part. This is his seventh Olympics. Uh, so at the age of 57. And remember he...
1: my friend's husband was at Rolex at the time with us, and he's like, who's this Philippe Dutton guy? <laughs> So now, anytime anybody says Philip Dutton, I think Philip Dutton.
0: (laughs) Which is kind of (laughs) ironic because he was from Australia. Um, (laughs) He actually competed in Australia for uh, the 1996, 2000, and 2004 Olympics. And then after that, competed for the United States. And he
1: defected to the U.S. He defected.
0: Now... We have a total of 329 women and 284 men. This is the third oh, Olympics girls. in a That's right, third Olympics in a row where there's more women than men.
1: It's because uh, there's that um, dancing in the water thing, synchronized swimming, and that's all chicks. There's no dudes doing that. <laughs>
0: that's true. That is true. And the U.S. squad includes eight. Five time Olympians, including Stefan Peters and McLean Ward. So, Canada, we're not going to leave you out, is also sending the largest team in 37 years. They're sending 371 athletes. The youngest member of the team will be 14 year old swimmer Summer McIntosh. And so the, remember, ours was a 15 year old swimmer. There's a 14 year old swimmer, and our their oldest is guess what? 56 year old equestrian Mario Delorio. Delorio was how you say his last name. So he's 56 years old. Does that sound familiar? We got a 15 year old and a 57 year old. They have a 56 year old, or they have a 14 uh, year old and a 56 year old.
1: Okay, you're hurting your brain. But I would have thought that not swimming, but gymnastics would have been the youngest. You would That's think, but apparently not
0: this year. Apparently, we have God. older gymnasts. And if you
1: think about you know, our team, we parents, do have
0: older gymnasts this year. That is
1: some parents that sat at some swim meets,
0: Oh, man. Is there Since anything the time worse? they were three, well, dressage. But we won't talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. There is uh, your Olympic update for today. And they are coming up quickly. And it is your turn now for... Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
1: All right. Well, these are weird news stories that, you know, I used to have to go find them all myself. I still find some, but pretty much these are all emailed into me by listeners. Because if you guys are reading the news and you see a story that you're like, wow, that's weird. Send that to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com, because then I get to talk about you being on the show. Thanks to I, I don't think I could do weird news without Lorraine because she sends me like at least two a week. Laureen, we Jo-Len, couldn't do really
0: bad ads without her either.
1: It's true. It's true. She's so fun. Wait a minute. Um, No,
0: we don't like her that much. She's going to want a paycheck here soon if you keep it up. So, uh, (laughs) no, we don't like Lorene submitting. No. Uh,
1: So, Lorene, Lynn, Alyssa. Alyssa sent me something and said, it's on this site. Go find it. I couldn't find it. Alyssa, just send me me the link. Um, When you guys do send me weird news... Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Put weird news in the subject line and then put the link in it and whatever else you want to say, if anything. Uh, Also, Mary and Ellen sent me these weird news stories. And Glenn, guess where we are going to start out? Florida. You got it, baby. The sunshine state. Where all my family lives, unfortunately, sadly, this is not my family because, um, (laughs) this is in Jacksonville, Florida and a Florida man named Kenneth Morgan was tidying up his home this past weekend and he just happened to stumble upon a, he opened a drawer. He said, I was cleaning the house on the 4th of July when I found a Powerball ticket in a drawer. So I decided to check the numbers and I discovered It was a $1 million winner. So just by cleaning his house, he found some old Powerball ticket. Thank God he didn't just chuck it because that would have been a disaster. It wasn't expired.
0: He He could cash it in.
1: No, he said it was from April 17th, the drawing oh, no. April 17th. So not too far back, you know, a couple months. But he, he said it was a quick pick bought at the Publix liquor store on Beach Boulevard in Jacksonville, which then will get a $1,000 bonus commission. So congratulations to the Publix liquor store on Beach Boulevard.
0: <laughs> That's a great story.
1: I know, right? I gave you a it's why it's not at the end being a Florida story, because I saved the best for last. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this might as well be Florida, though. It's so fantastic. So in Cornwall and Newquay Beach, okay, we're going to head to Cornwall. I'm assuming that is somewhere England, over in somewhere, Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Devin, Cornwall, police had... Uh, Posted this picture. An 18-year-old man, they're sitting on the beach, and he's like, hmm, I'm gonna dig a hole in the beach and bury myself. So he well, who digging. hasn't done that. I mean, right? It seems like a <laughs> sensible thing to do. So what you do when you're on a beach. So he started digging and he started digging and he started digging and he just kept digging and digging and digging and dig dug this huge hole. Okay. He climbed all the way down in the hole and he's like, "Hey guys, look at me." Oh, the sand collapses no. over him. Whoosh, everything. And by the head way, wet all? sand is like head and all. Oh. An eighth, emergency services were called to this beach 5:30 p.m. They found the man trapped in the hole he had dug in the sand after it collapsed on him. All his friends and beachgoers worked together to dig the man to safety, he was checked out by medics. He's fine. They said he could have easily resulted in crushing or suffocation. Don't dig holes in the sand. You wouldn't do it in the garden and let your kids climb in. Don't do well, it on the beach either.
0: How many movies have we seen that have the the dad usually with his only his head sticking out of the sand? And
1: a beer can. Exactly. On the right hand. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, see, that's one thing. Uh, but you know what? Like I feel like in life, you maybe only get sa- your life saved. Once, maybe twice, you know? And I would hate to have punched that ticket
0: by being
1: in a hole that I dug <laughs> on the beach. How embarrassing is that for you're an the idiot. rest of his life? He's like that one time I climbed into a giant hole I dug on the beach because I'm an idiot and it collapsed on me and all my people had to like dig me out. Anyway, just thought that was a weird news story. No, I just had to go to this one because this is Oklahoma, baby. That's right.
0: Second only to Florida.
1: (laughs) Yes, second only. Uh, Maybe third to California because that place is pretty weird too, but right up there. Um, This actually happened only two days ago, and it was big time news here in Oklahoma. And that's right, because it's all caught on video. Police in Oklahoma were able to share a video from an unusual chase that resulted when officers were summoned to help capture an escaped animal. This is the Owasso Police Department, just north of Tulsa, 200 miles away from where I am right now. And uh, they responded Sunday night to help the Collinsville Police Department and Tulsa County Sheriff's Office because there was a loose, Camel this time. We need to keep a list on all the animals that are loose, that are running around in very inappropriate places. They said they were able to safely wrangle the animal and return it to the custody of its owner. Now, me being that this is like Tiger King, you know, state, I needed to know who these people were and why they had a camel. And I was able to unearth nothing. <laughs> very tight-knipped. Kept secret.
0: Well, it's a little dry and warm there this year. Camel should feel right at home.
1: <laughs> but it's running down the road, and like the video, it's like spotlight is on it. It's like shape being chased the camel by and a run.
0: lion that was let loose over at the Tiger King place. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, this last one might be my favorite of all time, and it's going to hurt you. This is going to hurt you. We're
0: back to Florida.
1: No, we're going to Austria oh, okay. this time. Wow. Okay, so. <laughs> There's a 65 year old man in his home, and he had to, you know, use the loo, if you will. So he goes into the bathroom and he sits down on the. (laughs) He sits down. (laughs) Sorry, this is not funny. You can't even get through it. (laughs) This is not funny for the guy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. He sits down on the toilet. At his home in Graz, Austria. And he said he felt a little nip in the genital area. (laughs) Shortly after he sat on the toilet. The fact that it was a little nip. He's pretty lucky. Because he quickly jumps up. No word on whether he cleaned uh, himself first. He jumps up and he turns around. And what did he find in the toilet? Oh, don't Everybody's tell me a
0: snake. Oh, nightmare. don't tell me a snake.
1: A, a reticulated python. Oh,
0: how do they get in toilets? I, I don't even want to go to the bathroom anymore.
1: <laughs> an albino reticulated oh, python. Oh, an albino
0: one. So it's hiding in the water.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's in the water. And <laughs> do you want to guess how big it is?
0: Oh, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. La 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 la, 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 la,
1: la, 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 Between 17 and 18 feet long. How
0: did he get in the toilet?
1: Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't fit in a toilet. Oh, my God. So, his next-door neighbor... <laughs> Just to finish the story, a reptile expert was called to retrieve the snake, which was no kidding. I would have
0: gotten a sledgehammer, and my toilet would be in five thousand pieces.
1: My house would be burned down. (laughs) (laughs) And can you imagine the (laughs) post-traumatic? Shotgun. I'd have gotten the shotgun out. (laughs) Getting your balls nipped by a snake. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, there. His next-door neighbor is a younger man. That's all they identified him as. uh the younger man next door kept 11 non venomous constrictor snakes in the gecko in his apartment and terrariums and drawers
0: because <laughs> everybody keeps snakes
1: in their drawers. Why would you keep a snake <laughs> in your drawer? You know what I'm looking for my keys. you pull it up like, so um the the snake apparently went into the toilet and down the drain and ready for this, snaked his way through over to the neighbor's house. I, did, I made that up myself. Uh, I, you. I, I did am that. just
0: glad yeah. that we are on our own septic.
1: Because you've got some crazy neighbors. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he made his way through the train and um, unearthed himself uh, at the neighbor's house and was breathing air as soon as the 65 year old man sat down. Um, And apparently, we're going to be
0: right again. so I yeah, this is right after yesterday. I was in our shed and I was getting something out, and I picked a piece of cardboard up, and there's a snake right underneath it, looking at me in the shed. Now he wasn't very big; he was not nine feet or whatever. Uh, now, do
1: you wear gloves when you do hand stuff like that?
0: No, I, I was in our shed. I've never seen a snake in there, but you know, pick it up, and there's a snake looking at me. Now I think it was just a. I don't think it was a poisonous snake, but I'm not sure where the snake went because I left. <laughs> so I'm, not sure. I'm <laughs>
1: not sure. You knew where you went. Yeah,
0: he's in there oh, somewhere. I'm going to come across him again. I'm sure he's going to be in there uh, hiding you know under what? something else.
1: We had a snake that came down into our chicken coop, and well, I kept losing baby chicks. It was, in, and then I, you know, I see the snake coming down the wall, and it's got like you know four lumps in its body, and and so we had to dispatch of said snake, and it was very traumatic for me, and I cried completely cried like i bawled because i was like he's only doing what he's supposed to do in chats it was like a disastrous like traumatic event for me and then the dang mice Oh, there's such a mouse problem now. If he would just would have stuck to all the easy kills that he had with the mice and not <laughs> eaten all my chickens. He even was killing for sport on the chickens, to be fair, because even the older ones I'd found dead, like yeah. stretched out. And I was like, what stretched out my ch-? It was like, yeah, they'll ugh. do that.
0: Blech. They'll so, do that. Foxes and stuff will do that too sometimes.
1: No, not like this. I mean, it was like they've been squished. Like,
0: oh, like, he spit them back out. Like Maybe I, they just weren't tasty.
1: No, I think he just constricted them, oh, and then realized they, didn't that, realize they yeah. were too big. Was it a poisonous
0: so, snake? Because sh- I, I believe you should get rid of the poisonous snakes. Send your no, hate mail to
1: JenniferHorseradnetwork.com. No, not poisonous. Okay, no, just good. one of those. But it was huge. It was like fourteen, fifteen feet long. Oh, and it was- no. <laughs> Like Chad, Chad, it was Chad's job to dispatch it and he was like, I can't hold it. Come and help me. And I'm like, oh, he yeah, <laughs> i He's like, get over here and hold the rake. And I'm like I'm holding a rake. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is, And like I said, I told Chad all the time. I'm like, if you think it's hard to be married to me. You should be me. It gets way harder. It's way harder. Thank you. I have
0: have two more of these that are very funny that I wanted to share with you today. Two more of the stupidest things that we hear from non-horsey people. Bear with me on this one. It's worth it. Kendra said, A girl sitting next to me in class once told me this story when she found out I had horses. They always have a story. Everybody has a story of the one time they rode. My best friend has a horse, she said. We used to ride her all the time, but then she took her to a cattle drive and someone there brought a stallion which was against the rules and her horse got pregnant by some magic and she had a baby now the baby is 2 years old and he is mean and chases the mare away from us so we can't ride her anymore he's so wild because he's half stallion me um he is a stallion her no his dad was a stallion so he's half stallion i was oh, my speechless brain hurts.
1: oh my god <laughs> Wow. So, so I mean, and that's the thing. Like, that that takes me back to the a small dog is not going <laughs> to grow into a big dog. I have the because you clearly see like there's tiny humans and there's big humans and there's men that have you know like marry women and have babies and those are not half boys.
0: <laughs> Robin beats the uh, she uh, takes the day though. She just posted this now. Robin does weddings, Indian weddings, and where that's where the groom in very elaborate car, outfits with her,
1: with her like draft horse. Yeah, and she it, doesn't do. She's not like a like a minister. No, no. She
0: she uh, provides the horse for the weddings because the groom rides the horse, and they have this big party over to the wherever they get married, and it's very colorful and it's very loud. Uh, and she has a couple horses that'll put up with it. But she said I've been asked multiple times at Indian weddings. Is that a real horse?
1: I could see that because that mare is really, really patient.
0: It's like when I used to do the shows and we used to do, we did medieval feasts and we did like 400 of them over time. And I played a king and I carried a sword and occasionally I'd get the sword out. Now, when I bought the sword, it, it, and by the way, it was a real battle sword. So you could actually fight with a sword. It was sharp as a razor. And I said, you guys have to dull this thing because I've cut myself. So, but I can't tell you how many children, probably thousands of children over that uh, 14 years asked me whether it was a real sword or not. And after answering that about 6,000 times, I just wanted to say, put your hand right out here on the table. Let's find out. That's what I really <laughs> wanted to say. your
1: do. mind. <laughs> just, let's
0: test it and see. If it's a real
1: the story. king is trying to behead, people. <laughs> it's time to behead here. I head.
0: had just had it with that question. And it was always by junior high school boys. I found that doing the shows that junior high school boys were the most annoying, annoying human be- beings on the planet.
1: They were just yeah. annoying you have one coming up that'll well, be you know, just as annoying lucas is eight and he was having struggling in camp but getting along with some of the younger kids so they were like we're gonna put him in the older group and i was like okay cool like thinking fourth and fifth grade turns out it's fourth to eighth grade
0: oh so he has and been with the like, junior high boys who are mercilessly uh awful
1: awful awful and <laughs> so i pulled him out of camp i was like no no no, my 8-year-old does not need to hang out with 8th graders. Like, no. The the conversations that happen between 8th <laughs> yes, graders and 8-year-olds yes. are completely different. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly, completely different. Yeah. He doesn't need to have those conversations till he's actually 12. No. Nope. Yeah. No, I that that was the worst age group for me. I I just it just tried my patience. And that's why we don't have kids. And that's it for today's show. Where can they conf- where can they find all those videos of you in your wonderful
1: attire? Teaching? My sexy attire is <laughs> put up on Flyover on Facebook, Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. You can probably just search Flyover Farm. And uh, find me there, or you can email me at network dot com to complain about Glenn. And yeah.
0: I, you know, there's one thing I'm pretty confident about, and that's Jamie's not going to be quitting this show to do a porn show anytime soon, wearing outfits <laughs> <No>. like that. <laughs> We're not going to lose it. I
1: thought about it, but like you know, <laughs> I don't know. I really like doing this show.
0: Hey, auditors, hang on. We have something to talk about after the show.
1: Spay, neuter, gals, everybody.
0: It's a problem Jamie and I have, and we're going to discuss it and see if Uh, you guys all have the same problem. Do I know about this? Yes, you do. We're very bad at it.